0: Mama bears! It's me, Brittany, and I'm back. It is Saturday morning, and I'm going to try to have a little bit of better sound quality. I'm not sure if this is going to work or not, Um, but... Yes, so it is Mother's Day weekend. I thought I would hop on so that I could release this episode on Mother's Day so we can all kind of reflect in this episode. It's going to be, um, depending on how long it gets, because I kind of have a lot of details, I am going to, for the first time, share my birth story with Mia, my baby girl. You guys know, and if you don't know, I love that little girl so much. Uh, I mean, obviously, I'm her mom, but she's like my little best friend. I love her snuggles. Um, yeah, so I'm going to talk about Mia's birth. As I am now pregnant with baby boy, it's just kind of fun thinking about, but actually I've been thinking about labor a lot and it's kind of stressful cuz like we're in the middle of a pandemic, but honestly, I still have like 5 months to go y'all. So, I don't know why. Like by August, I should really be looking into labor and delivery. Right now, I'm focused on moving. So, <clears throat> Happy Mother's Day, and here is my birth story. So, I got pregnant with Mia when um, in November. So, I got married October 21st, and we got pregnant sometime, probably the week after the wedding. Um, No, it couldn't have been, based off of ovulation. So, it had to be like the second week of October. Yeah, that makes a lot more sense. Um, or something like that. And we were pretty excited. I was nervous. I was scared. Um, but I always wanted a baby. I always wanted to be a mom. Ethan and I have talked about our kids ever since we were dating in college. Like I remember like we'd be cuddling in my dorm room and he'd be like, you know, I wonder what our kids would look like. I wonder, What would it be like? And I I always said like, yeah, like maybe we could have three boys and we would just have like these big, beautiful three baby boys. Well, not like big, but you know, like three boys and we'd be swimming in the pool in our backyard and we kind of dreamed and lived that. But anyway, so that wasn't really what happened when I got pregnant with Mia. um, We had a girl. So pregnancy with her was pretty good smooth sailing um really exciting cuz i didn't know what to expect i mean i was reading what to expect when you're expecting and i listened to a couple different you know mom podcasts but um oh uh sorry so i I mean, obviously I didn't know what to expect. So I had morning sickness with her at the time I was commuting about, um, an hour every day going to and from work, maybe a little more than an hour in traffic. I were, I lived in, um, Hagerstown, Maryland, which you might not know about, but it's kind of like up in the mountains kind of, and it's actually really beautiful. Like any town it has, like it's, like, trailer park side, and then there's, like, this nice side, and we lived, like, right near this beautiful park, this beautiful golf course, in these beautiful apartments, and it was, like, a really beautiful place to live, and it's actually probably the favorite place that I've lived, um, aside from the house we're about to move into, it was definitely my favorite place to live, so, anyway, moving on, I, maybe it's working, I, I, Um, we got pregnant with Mia and I had normal pregnancy symptoms. I mean, I had morning sickness. I think the biggest thing was I didn't know. I I really didn't. um, The biggest thing was I was traveling back and forth. And because we lived in an apartment, I could sometimes smell like when our neighbors were smoking. And like, that was the worst. And I can just remember the smell. The other thing we did when I was pregnant was, so we got, we got married in October, but our honeymoon wasn't scheduled till about right before Christmas, because my husband is a teacher. So he was going to be off for a Christmas break for a couple of weeks. And we figured, um, the best time to take a honeymoon would be then. Cause he really wouldn't have to use much leave. So I think we went, I can't remember if we went before or after Christmas, but we drove to Florida. So we drove for like 23 hours to get to, to Florida. And I was dealing with morning sickness. Bless my husband's heart. He drove most of the way. He was exhausted by the time we got there. Um, and we had like this beautiful vacation in Fort Lauderdale. And then we did end up staying in Orlando for a little bit, but because I was pregnant at this point and we knew about it, we didn't do Disney. We just did like SeaWorld. And now we kind of want to do Disney with the kids in like maybe two years, um, when we have a two-year-old and a five-year-old or however old they're two years apart. So like a two-year-old and a (sighs) four-year-old. So, um, my labor. So when I, towards the end of my pregnancy, I scheduled to stop working about two weeks before I gave birth because I thought I was going to go early, which is crazy because as a first time mom, usually you go over or you go to your due date. But I had these two weeks off before the baby was born and I was going insane. I was baking banana bread. I was cleaning the house. I was really thinking about my birth plan, doing a lot on the birth ball, sitting around on it. And, um, at the time, we were at this new church, and we were in this cool, like, married small group. But somebody else from church was also pregnant, and she was due a little while after me. I want to say, like, maybe two months after me, and she ended up having her baby before me. And I remember being so upset because I was just tired of being pregnant. Mia was her birthday is July twenty seventh, so we, it's like the middle of July, end of July. It's super hot. I'm super big. I'm super uncomfortable. I don't feel cute anymore. The cute pregnant is gone. And I ended up, um, what did I end up doing? Oh, so I went to my doctor's appointment because um, at the end, you know, you go every week and they're like, yeah, you're, you're not dilated at all. Like you're totally like closed up. You're not we'll see you next week, and I remember sobbing in my car, because I thought, like, if I'm at least dilated a little bit, like, I could walk a bunch, so that was a week before Mia's due date, so, um, and then I had my next appointment the day before her actual due date, so for that next week, I did, like, sidewalk stepping, where you're supposed to, like, step on the sidewalk, I ate a ton of fresh pineapple, and it was so yummy, because it was summer, and it was, like, cold and sweet, and then, um, The day before my doctor's appointment was when I found out that the other lady from church had her baby, and I was devastated. And it was also my mom's, my mom had a small group. And if you guys don't know what a small group is, it's just like a lot of times churches will have like little clubs, but not really. It's usually a group of maybe like 10 or 12, sometimes fewer than that. And like they meet once a week and do a Bible study. Or they talk about a, a a discussion. So, my mom had, like, a woman small group. And she definitely had, like, 13 or 14 people in that group. Maybe more. And they are having movie night to watch War Room. And I went over. Um, brought her some chairs from my grandmother's house. And... Stayed just to get food and then I went home and I was upset. So, here's where everything from here on out is TMI. So, this is a bonus episode. I'm going to be spilling all the tea about childbirth and labor and all the things. So, if you just had a baby, you're going to relate. You're going to know about all the grossness. If you're pregnant, you might want to hear it so you hear the truth and know what to look out for. And if you've done it and you're not interested and it's kind of like ill, then maybe close your ears or I'll see you next episode but here we go. So I knew that like, um, intimacy, like having sex could help jumpstart labor and all this other stuff and nipple stimulation. So I tried my breast pump, super uncomfortable. First of all, I hate breast pumps when I'm full of milk, but when you don't have milk yet, it's super uncomfortable. So I tried that. And then I was just so big and like, so full of baby. I was not interested in sex, but I did ask my husband that night if we could just cuddle. So we cuddled and I was just feeling really disappointed. And that night I was just like really upset that like I hadn't gone into labor. The next day was going to be my due date. And I was really afraid of having to get induced or something because I had taken, um, So we went to, we had planned a hospital birth, but I wanted to go natural. And like, there are some things we did with this first birth and labor that I will definitely do different with this one. Um, But because it was our first, my husband didn't want us to have a doula because he wanted to be my support person. And he wanted us to go to the hospital because we didn't know what we were doing. But we did take a natural childbirth class together. Um, My pregnancy yoga instructor was also a doula and she did this amazing like, natural childbirth class, and, like, went into everything, um, so, yeah, so, now we can jump into all the good stuff, so, that night, we cuddled, and I went to bed, and couldn't really sleep, and I remember, like, kind of, like, crying myself to sleep, and thinking, and then I kind of shook myself, and I said, well, hey, listen, tomorrow you're going to the doctors. Maybe they could sweep my membranes and maybe that'll kickstart something. And regardless, you're going to meet your baby soon, very soon. So just like enjoy these last moments of quiet by yourself. So I told myself that and I went to sleep. And then around midnight, I just was tossed and turned, in and I couldn't sleep for like an hour. I was rolling over, super uncomfortable. And you know, at the end of your pregnancy, you're huge, you're uncomfortable, it hurts to move, like everything is just kind of hard. So, um, I ended up waking up, and I felt like I really, really, really had to poop. And this is where it's—I'm going to be real. So I ran to the bathroom, and I, I sat there. And then I didn't, nothing happened. I didn't poop. And I was like, and then it went away. So at first I was like, am I constipated? I I can't poop. And then it went away. And I was like, oh, but maybe I don't have to. Maybe like I'm having like a stomach thing. Like pregnancy is weird. So then I would lay back down. And then like 30 minutes later, I would feel like I had to poop again. And I would run to the bathroom and I would sit down and... Then it happened again. So now it's like almost two in the morning. It's like one something. And I hop on this Facebook group of moms. I just Googled like, and I was like, hey guys. So I really feel like I have to poop. Like, what did it feel like when you guys first went to labor? And a lot of women were like, it felt like I had to poop. Like you could be in labor. However, at the time I was being really like realistic. And I was like, well, this is happening every 30 ish minutes. Um, I think, and it's not like painful. It's just uncomfortable and weird and like nothing else is going on. So I'm not going to get excited, but I knew that like in stages of like labor, you could, you lose your mucus plug, you have bloody show. There's all of these things. And I'm not going to get into details of what those are and what they look like. Um, but if you sit with me one-on-one, I'll give you the raw real down and dirty, but I will kind of share. So I Googled, like, I remember in my hospital birthing class, they're like, you're going to lose your mucus plug, but don't Google it. It's disgusting. You don't want to see it. But birth does not gross me out. And it's my, bo- like what, I mean, if you can't handle looking at a mucus plug, can you handle watching childbirth? I don't think so. So I Googled, what does a mucus plug look like? And I saw it and I said, okay, weird. It looks like a squiggly worm. Cool. And I, um, laid back down. And then the next time I went to the bathroom, um, I didn't actually, I, I wiped and I, I saw my mucus plug and I was like, oh my goodness, this could be real labor. But I knew that you could lose your mucus plug weeks or even days before you actually go into labor. But because I was having contractions, even if they were like kind of early and far apart, I was like, well, this is still something. So, um, sorry. I'm just messaging my mom. Um, so at this point I decided to go tell my husband, I decided to say, uh, he was sleeping on the couch cause I just was miserable. he was like, I'm going to give you space. So I went and I, I woke him up and I said, Hey babe, I think I'm in really, 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 really early labor. Um, don't panic. I keep having contractions and I think I lost my mucus plug. But try and go to sleep. And he said, "Okay." He said, "Okay, well, are you timing these contractions?" And I was like, "Not really, but I feel like they're like 30 minutes apart, so like we have a long time to go because you know." Um, when you're in labor, you're supposed to wait till it's 411 is what they were saying or 5 like something weird. So you have to wait until your contractions are about, um, four or five minutes apart. Um, uh, they're lasting for more than a minute for at least an hour. And that's when you're really supposed to call your doctor and go to the hospital or wherever. Um, but we were far from that. So I, went back to sleep, started timing them. It was like 30 minutes. And then it was like 15 minutes. And at this point it gets to be like three, four clock. It gets to be like four o'clock in the morning. And I call my husband and I say, all right, they're like 15 minutes apart. It's still pretty far out, but they're getting closer. Cause at one point they were like seven minutes apart. And I was like, can you start timing them? I'm going to try to sleep in between these. So I would sleep and then I would feel it. And it wasn't super painful yet, but I could definitely feel like a little uncomfortable. So I would just wake up and be like, start the timer. Um, so we did that pretty much all night. And then eventually I couldn't lay down. I sat in our big recliner and I went to sleep for a couple hours. And this is what I think made me slow down. Um, I knew labor could take a long time. So I figured my husband should sleep and I should sleep for it as long as possible. So we slept till about 11 o'clock in the morning. I ate some oatmeal and we went for a walk and the place we're living on this huge hill. And I had, at this point I I had told my mom, be on baby alert. I'm not sure anything's going to happen today. However, I think I'm in really, really early labor. My mom, God bless her, told probably the whole darn church that I was in labor, or at least our pastor, because we're walking down the stairs. And at the time, our church office is downstairs from where we live. And he goes, are we having a baby today? And I go, I think so. And I look crazy. Like I'm wearing these weird, like striped leggings, this orange tank top that doesn't fully cover my belly. My hair is like halfway in a ponytail, halfway out. I'm all hot. And I'm like, I think so. So, um, like I said, that day we had my doctor's appointment. So my husband ordered some lunch. And I took a shower I changed into like a pretty dress and we ate and my appointment was at two o'clock. And after we ate, I was going to run to the bathroom one more time to grab pads. Cause I was like, well, cause like stuff was going on. I wasn't like bleeding or anything and my water, well, it hadn't broke, but it was about to break. And, but I noticed that like, my because plug came out, I wasn't sure if more was going to come out. So I was just going to grab a pad and like, just go to the hospital and be safe. I mean, go to the doctor's office. I check up and be safe. At this point, contractions had slowed way down. So they're back to like 15 minutes apart. <sighs> and like, they were like, first it was like 30 minutes apart again. Then it was like 15 minutes apart. And I was like, Oh my goodness, we're back to the beginning. And I think it's because I took a nap. Um, so something that was kind of nice about labor in the beginning stages was like, I kind of got to just be on my own and in my own headspace. When I was thinking it could be labor, I took a bath, I took a shower, I like tried out, I pretended to try out some positions that we worked on because I wasn't in pain yet, but I figured, well, I should just see how this feels and just make sure I can do it and like all of that. And I have my moments where I was like, well, it's really going to happen now. So right before we are getting ready to go, I'm grabbing my purse and I'm standing on the carpet and I go, it feels like I'm peeing. And I yell, babe, I'm involuntarily peeing. And he's like, well, get off the carpet then. So I hop on like the wood floor and, um, It's like, it's not like a gush like the movies. It's like I'm trickling and I'm peeing. So I run and I clean up and I'm like, I think my water broke. So when I go to the bathroom, a lot more comes out, not like a gush and it doesn't look like water. It doesn't look like pee. So you know how like when you pee, this is like when we're talking about TMI, when you pee, it's like clearish. My pee is usually like really clear. I drink a ton of water. This was like a little bit cloudy and I was like, hmm, well, that's not pee. So now I'm pumped like my water broke. We're going to the doctor's. She's going to tell me how far I am lit. (laughs) We're going to the doctors and I'm like so excited. My husband's like, babe, your water just broke. Can we please put the bags, our hospital bags in the car? And I told him no. I was like, no. First of all, my doctor's is pretty much across. It's less than five minutes from my house or like about five minutes from where I live right now. But it's about to be like 30 minutes from where I live, where I'm moving to. So I was like, no, if I am in labor, first of all, contractions are still far apart we're going to have time to come home and get our stuff. Plus I had made the nurses like a gift bag of snacks and there was chocolate in there and it's July. And I was like, I don't want to carry all of these snacks up to the doctor's office and be like, sorry, these are for the nurses at the hospital. Like they're going to melt. Let's just leave them here and we can come home and shower and get comfy again. So, all right, I'm going to get into some more details (laughs) right now. Okay. So we get to the doctor's office and we're driving there and I'm like, well, let's not call my mom yet. Let's not call your mom yet. Let's see what the doctor says. Um, and it's my favorite doctor, Dr. Jacobs, just in case you to listen to this podcast or my favorite, you should know that. Um, cause it's a, it was a, it was like a um OB office. Well, like OB GYN. And so there was multiple doctors, like maybe four or five. And I really liked Dr. Jacobs. She's just so sweet and warm. And um, now that other doctors weren't nice there and I, I liked them fine, I just really liked Dr. Jacobs and like, we just always had like good little conversations every time we went. So I was seeing her, I was super pumped and we go in and we do my regular thing and I don't tell her that I think my water broke yet. Cause I figure she's going to check me and she'll know if my water broke or if I really just peed. And then if I did just pee, why was it, like, that? was going to be a whole conversation so at this point, contractions are super slow, like 15 minutes apart. And I'm like disappointed because I wanted them to be like seven minutes apart or five, like, you know, getting to a point where I could like say, cause labor can take a long time. This is my first baby and I'm getting excited to do labor with my second. So something weird about me and maybe it's not weird. I just haven't talked in detail with other moms about their birth experiences because not everyone is like I'm like an open book when it comes to, if you become my friend and you become close to me, I will be so open with you about my sex life, about any weird body things, about like any, like any like mental health. Ill- like I, I I'm an open book. If you become close to me and like my best friends know this about me, but I haven't really gotten to the point where I've sat down and asked in detail about people's birth stories. We've kind of shared like tidbits, which is why I'm excited to share it all right now. But like sharing my whole birth story is just like, I just love it all. Anyway. So we get to, we go to the back to the doctors. She checks my weight. Don't remember what that was. Probably didn't want to know. Um, and all this other stuff. And she ends up checking me and saying like, Oh, you are, you are a one. You're dilated one centimeter. And I'm like, what? I'm like disappointed. I was expecting like, if I have like a three or four, I will be fine. I told myself mentally, it has to be three or four and I'll I'll feel good. If it's less than that, that means we have a long road ahead of us. And I don't really know what to do at that point. Like, am I going to go to sleep? So this was on Friday. This was on Thursday. I was like, do I send my husband to work the next day? At least if I was in labor, I would know. He could tell his bosses for sure. Cause he was only gonna be off a week out for a week for a week after the baby was born. And so I didn't want to jumpstart his leave anytime soon. So um she she checks me and then as she's like so then she like no, nope. she finds she sees that my water's breaking. My water broke and she goes oh, your water's broken, honey. You're going to have a baby. And I'm like, yes. So the thing is, if the ho- so the way birth works, if you guys are like pregnant and haven't read it yet, or if you just forgot, or if you just want to know, you're not like a mom yet, but you just like mom, like hearing about moms is at least with a hospital, once your water breaks, they really want you to go to the hospital and they really want you to give birth to that baby within like 24 hours because of the risk of infection. Some places will let you go longer. Some will let you go shorter. Um, so I knew that now that my water has broken, it basically started my, my clock started ticking and I wanted a natural birth. And I'm going to kind of share about all of those feelings too. So, um, now I'm pumped. She's like, I'm going to call the hospital by the time you get over there you'll have your room ready and you can just go on over. And I said, okay, great. I'm going to go home and get some stuff. And so now, um, okay. So now I'm going to try like my phone over here so you don't guys hear me typing. I'm sorry if you hear me typing, this won't be a reoccurring thing. So, um, multitasking. So what was I talking about? birth. So I'm excited. And on the way home, Ethan calls his mom like, yeah, we're going to the hospital. She was her His mom, I wasn't planning on coming up for the birth or anything. I don't think. And so, and my, I never expressed my birth wishes to everyone. I just assumed like Ethan and my mom would be in the room. And I told my mom, if I told her, don't come yet. Um, I don't know what's what? I'm only a centimeter dilated. Like this could be a while, but they are sending me to the hospital because my water broke. We go home. I'm like, Hey babe, want to take a shower? I'm going to change your clothes. He's like, no, I make him take a shower and put on. So this is where I'm going to talk a little bit about my, my type A thing. So I am a messy type A. So that means there are certain things in my life that I am super anal about. And there are things in my life where I really could care less about. So when it came to the baby's birth, I had the hospital packed way beforehand. I had the hospital bag packed way beforehand. Oh, and let me pause and just kind of talk a little bit about what I packed in my hospital bag. And then we're going to get back to the story. So I packed a bag for Ethan and a bag for me. I ordered, um, you know, like a travel kit that had for men and one for women. Mine was probably Olay, and his probably was, like, uh, I don't know, Gillette or something, and so it had, like, a razor, shave gel, body wash, shampoo, conditioner, um, and a comb, I think, was in his, and, like, a mini toothpaste and a mini toothbrush. Mine had, like, all of that, plus a mirror, plus a hairbrush, plus a shower cap, plus, um, like some makeup I packed, like all of this stuff in my hospital bag. And I had it packed. I brought my own pillows, my own blanket. And I had pretty much like three separate bags, which is insane. I know you're not in the hospital that long, but I'm somebody that even when I go to a hotel room, I'm super picky. So I wanted to be really comfortable at my hospital. I had my labor bag, which had inside of it, some lemon candies. i never ate um, some gum, water, a a water bottle that has a straw, like a Contigo water bottle. Um, it had slippers for me to wear and walk in, or no, I think it had, I don't remember what I wore for shoes. I think I just wore the hospital socks now that I'm thinking about it. And, um, it had some essential oils in there and some chapstick because your lips get really chapped. You get really thirsty and I had ponytail holder and I had a hairbrush because people were like, your hair is going to get crazy. You're going to want to brush your hair at some point in labor, or at least like pull it back. And I had a headband. I also had labor outfit. This is what's ridiculous. So this time I plan on buying my own labor gown and wearing it to the hospital, like wearing it in the hospital. My first time I was like, I'll just wear the hospital gown, but I want to wear a specific outfit going into labor. So I had that outfit on and I had a specific hairstyle, and I had the headband hanging up with that outfit. And I had Ethan's labor outfit with like some gym shorts and a t-shirt and a little jacket in case he gets cold in the hospital. Anyway, so I made him change into his labor outfit and he was like, I literally don't need to change my clothes, but you're the boss. And we went to the hospital. I had pre-registered. When your water breaks, so some people say, like, when they get to the water, they have to go, in, when you go in, into labor and you get to the hospital, sometimes you have to go to, like, triage, where they will check you and, like, see if you, it's really time for you to be admitted or not, and they might send you home, and, like, that's something I didn't want to happen to me, however, um, because my water had broken, they were just going to admit me, so... I get there. I pre-registered. I had like two pieces of paper to f- fill out and I waited in the waiting room for like 15 minutes and then they took me back. At this point, contractions are so slow. I don't know how far apart they are. And you get there that I went to pee, changed into the hospital gal and they asked me a bunch of questions, tucked me up to some monitors and they were like, okay, we're going to start your IV. And this is when I started the intervention for myself. I said, well, I don't really want to lay in the ho- in the bed the whole time. Can I get on an exercise ball? And I didn't bring my own exercise ball because at the hospital they said they had some. And I was like, okay, I'll just ask for one of theirs. And if I really needed it, the hospital was like 30, 20, 30 minutes from our house. My husband could have easily gone back and grabbed it. So I said, I don't really want to be um stuck to the bed can we do intermittent monitoring which is basically like 15 minutes on 15 minutes off so i think once an hour i had to be hooked up on on for 15 minutes so about every 45 minutes i had to be hooked up to the monitor or something like that so they're like yeah 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 it's fine you're early like do what you want so but when i f- first got there like i hopped in the bed i looked at my husband and i went like all right now what because contractions weren't really a thing i was like do you want to go eat Um, the other thing I did was right before we went to the hospital. Now at this point, I wasn't hungry. Uh, at the end of my pregnancy, I wasn't really hungry all the time. I was so full from the baby, but I'm sorry, I'm going to slow down. I'm talking (laughs) really fast. So I did end up eating a little bit more before we went to the hospital because I knew they weren't going to let me eat. And I was kind of like dreading that. So we ended up um hanging out for a while and then my mom came and I was like, hi, it's early, nothing's really going on. And they let me do my thing on my own for pretty much most of my labor. Um which was nice. I my husband was a really good advocate for me. Um we had this amazing nurse and I said, like, I didn't, so here's what I knew. I knew that depending on like your hospital staff, if you give them a birth plan, they're going to laugh. So I didn't print mine out. My husband and I had gone to birth class together. We had discussed, I wanted to go natural. I told him, I am pretty sure I want to be natural. There might, I might change my mind, but I want you and, um, pretty much everyone to encourage me to continue to To be natural and all of that. So he was really good at advocating for me um, during most of my labor. And so things started picking up like a couple, like maybe like a couple hours later. I don't remember those like, few hours where I was just kind of waiting. People were coming in, checking me, and, like, luckily, they didn't check me too often in the beginning because I wasn't really dilated. So, oh, this is what I do remember. I would dilate a centimeter every two hours. So I started at one. Two hours later, I was at a two. Two hours later, I was at a three. And because I was, it was kind of, like, longer progressions, like, obviously, it, it would be nice if labor went by quicker. Because I was progressing on my own, they kind of left me to do my thing. And so the whole time my water's breaking, which I thought was disgusting. And I, keep, I, keep, I felt so awkward getting in the bed. I was like, um, so my water keeps breaking and it's just going to get all over the bed. And they're like, oh honey, it's okay. You're in labor. Like, what are you worried about? I sat like on this like hospital. I don't know what those things are called. It's not really like a pad, like for your period, but like they have like a, like a thing and I sat on it because my water was breaking and my butt was out. And I did not care. Modesty, modesty. First of all, I was of the opinion I was going to have this natural childbirth. No one was going to stop me. They're going to have to see everything anyway. I'm going to be comfortable. Um, I had watched child Like, I had no, like, no, like, awkwardness. The only thing I didn't want to do was, like, poop on the table. <laughs> so yeah, but so anyway, um, it was progressing every two hours. We get to a point where my whole family ends up at the hospital literally. And I'm okay. Let me tell you what I mean when I say my whole family. So remember I planned for it just to be me and Ethan. Now I never expressed that to anyone. So everyone shows up. my aunt was going on vacation on Friday. At this point, it's Thursday evening her and my uncle show up. My two of my, my, both of my brothers, my sister, my mom, my dad, and my grandparents show up. That's a lot of people to just be hanging out. So eventually they all went home. Like they came in and saw me. I was like, hi. And I was throwing up. And I was just like, this is terrible. And like contractions, when contractions were not happening, I was smiling and joking. And then when they happened, I was like, oh, I can't do this. And, um, Yeah, it was this whole ordeal. Um, Ethan was a tramp. I, when I had a contraction, wanted to squeeze. He had his wallet and like he was wearing gym shorts in his pockets, and I wanted to squeeze the wallet. I didn't want to squeeze his hand, and I felt like I couldn't break the wallet, like I could break his hand, and um, also he tried to at one point take the wallet out and hand it to me. And I like lost it. I was like, put it back in your pocket right now. That's not how I want to hold this thing. And he was like, okay, babe, gotcha. Um, I didn't like cuss went out in labor. I was really sweet. I kept asking my husband, are you okay? thank you so much. Like I was really sweet and he was really supportive and he was like squeezing my back and giving me water and doing all the things. So eventually it gets to be like uh, pretty late, maybe like 11 o'clock. And so we're coming up on 24 hours since labor started. So I would say my labor started around one o'clock. So we're like three hours away from 24 hours of labor. So I think like at one o'clock, on Thursday night is when I started having like those weird, I'd have to poop contractions. So, um, everyone goes home and I'm like, guys, I'm progressing like a centimeter every two hours. I'll call you when I'm like at a six or a seven or even at an eight. And you guys can probably come and hang out then. At this point, the nurses are going to change. The nurses hadn't changed yet. Um, we had this amazing nurse, Jackie and, um, no, sorry, Tracy. We had a Tracy, a Jackie, and then a Rebecca. And, um, at this point I'm like, I I can't handle the pain at this point I'm crying. And I'm like, I'm not even that far. I'm probably like six. No, I'm probably like five centimeters dilated. I'm like, we still have five centimeters to go. And she's like, okay, I know you want to go all natural, but how about we try state all? which basically makes you loopy. And so I take this state all, and she's like, okay, why don't you try that? It's not an epidural. You can still like move around. Um, but you're going to have to like, just chill in the bed for a while and take it. So I took the state all. I get all loopy and all giggly. And my husband is probably exhausted. And th- it gets to the point where like watching the contractions and they're insane they so like you know when you have a contraction you're watching the monitor you can see like the the chart it goes up and then it stops and it comes back down so mine would kind of go up 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 stay up start to go down and go right back up before it could like it wasn't like a flow so they were like also really long contractions instead of them being like a minute they would be like two or three minutes long and so my tracy is like Listen, you're working really hard. If you want to get an epidural, because at this point I was like, I was like, I don't think I can do this. I think I would an epidural, but I'm about to fail our baby, and I'm like, boohooing all over the place. Like, I am the worst mom. How am I going to do this? I can't even do this naturally. Like, how am I going to be this kid's mom? And like, Tracy grabs my face, looks me in the eye, and goes. Honey, you're working really hard. Your contractions are kind of crazy. It's okay to get an epidural. I have four children. I did two natural, two without. And guess what? I don't even know why I went natural. And she's telling me, like, it doesn't matter. You're going to have your baby no matter what. You might as well get some sleep so that you can, like, push this baby out. And so Ethan's like, yeah, you're not a failure. They're comforting me. And I'm like, Feeling like the worst mom ever, and um, but Tracy getting in my face really made me feel like, okay, we 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 do have a while to go. If I'm only at a five and I'm progressing every two hours, I might have ten more hours of labor to go. <laughs> so let's do that. Let's do the epidural. So we do the epidural. Um. our anesthesiologist was actually amazing. I don't remember his name. I remember exactly what he looks like, but they were so good. Tracy, Ethan was allowed to be there. I know sometimes when you get an epidural, the husband has to leave. Um, Ethan was there, but Tracy was the one holding me down. Like, cause sometimes people jump when they get it. And I didn't even feel it going. And then like literally like a minute or two passed and she was like, do you feel anything? And I'm like, no, what? She's like, oh, Yo, you're having a contraction. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. I like lost it. I was like, why was I even going natural? Like who would choose this? So I'm like going off and I'm all happy. And, um, we finally decided to go to sleep. And. Ethan gets to bed, and I go to bed, and I'm, like, happy, and we're progressing. Someone comes in to check me. Tracy is like, I'm going to leave, but I'll see you tomorrow. I'm on tomorrow night, so I'm like, okay, okay, I'll see you tomorrow, um, and the n- other, n- other nurse comes in, and it was a nurse I had when I first kind of... Actually, I don't really know who was there because Tracy came in. She gave me a peanut ball that helps you dilate it. It went between my legs and I went to sleep probably for like two hours. And then when I woke up, I was dilated at a six and I texted my mom and I texted my brother and was like, just so you know, I am at a six. Things are progressing. Um... oh, okay, I have to, like, do this, uh, just so you know, and shoot, so everyone is, like, okay, so eventually my mom comes back, it's, like, three, almost four in the morning, my brother's there, my brother had not gone to sleep since I've been in labor, like, he was at home on his knees praying, which, like, bless his heart, and yeah, so then, my mom is next to me and like comforting me and like reading the Bible or something. And I'm like going to sleep. And at this point I have to wear an oxygen mask. I had a catheter in cause I had an epidural, which was fine. I was like, cause getting up to pee was annoying. So I was really glad for this break morning comes, everyone comes back to the hospital and, um, it's like a grand old time. then I'm trying to see how I'm at time. Cause I feel like I'm probably, oh yeah, this is a long episode. You guys can leave whenever you want, but I'm going to keep talking about this birth. Um, then at some point I hit transition and it's like I'm throwing up again and everything's going really crazy. And, um, the doctors are like up, upping my epidural and I'm like seeing turtles and I'm talking about these turtles and I'm cracking up about these turtles and like, I'm losing my mind. Um, at one point Ethan stopped to eat and I don't remember where he went. My dad was there. Everyone was there. They ended up giving me Pitocin. Cause at this point I was at a six and they're like, we can get you there. Oh no, no, no. At this point I was at a seven. I stalled at seven for four hours and I was hungry and they gave me some beef broth, which was the most amazing thing I'd ever tasted. I was like, so they were trying to give it to me slow. Cause I had been throwing up, but I was like, no, 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 I need it. I drank it. I felt so much better. Um, so now we're at like seven centimeters and they are like, we're going to give you some Pitocin because we can just hurry up and finish this thing. And I was like, do it. And I'm looking at the clock and I knew I had checked into the hospital around four o'clock and it's like, I just knew I had 24 hours. I knew my doctor's appointment was at 2. Mia was born at 2 o'clock in the afternoon. So, they gave me Pitocin. Everything's fine. But I have the weird contractions that don't let up. So, I... At this point, I am feeling, like, all of the pressure. I will say I didn't necessarily feel pain, but I felt a lot of the pressure, and it was still uncomfortable. Um... So we did that. We had some nurses come that I didn't like. Um, like, they were just rougher when they checked me. They were like moving me around, like up in my epidural when I didn't ask them to. And I was just like, who are you? Eventually the nurse that checked me in came back and she was pregnant. She told me she's, she's like good in her first trimester. And I was like, Oh my gosh, it's so exciting. Congrats. Like, it's so much fun. This must be really hard. This must suck. Cause you see this every day, you know, it's coming for you. And so like I'm chatting with her. Um, and everyone is like in my room at some point. Oh, so they had to monitor me and, For some reason, they were having a hard time getting a good read on her heartbeat. And with Tracy the night before, we found out that if I laid on my right side, we could get a good read fine of the baby. It was, like, on my left side that we couldn't. And when you're pregnant, they tell you it's better to lay on your left, like, for whatever reason. But me, I didn't like the left. I didn't like the left. I'm, like, a right sleeper. I like to sleep on my right. And so they end up putting these, like, monitors on her like head. She had these little two little dents from where they put monitors on her head. And this made me mad because I didn't want any of that either. So then at one point they rush in and they are getting ready to clear the room. People are moving things away. The room is full. They're about to, they're, I hear one nurse say we're about to have to clear the room. Um, so cause it was like my grandparents were in there my aunt was in there. Um, my dad, my brother is my sister and they're like we're about to have to clear the room they come in they give me a shot of something because like me heartbeat was crazy and they were like about to do like emergency c-section like stat and i was like oh heck no so they turned like they turned off or turned down the pitocin way down and everything was fine after they gave me the shot and mellowed out It gets to a point where I'm laying down and I can feel the contractions. Whenever I feel them, it feels like I have to push. Meanwhile, my doctor, Dr. White, is currently in a C-section. And she can't get to me right now. I'm asking nurses to check me. Asking nurses to check me. And they keep going, we're not going to check you yet. The doctor's not here. Um, And I'm like, I feel like I have to push. And this was the most painful thing. They were like, well, don't push. Don't push. So I not pushing what I felt like I had to push was the most painful part of labor by far. Um, so I'm all mad. Cause I'm like, I have to push at this point. My dad's getting mad. Cause he's like, well, what the heck's going on? She has to push and they're like, not even hanging around. Ethan's probably just exhausted. And eventually Doctor White comes in and checks me and she goes, Oh honey, good, you're at a nine. And then she like I guess I just she's like, Oh, never mind, you're at a ten, you can push. So then I pushed Mia out. It took me um I think thirty minutes. Like and she was out. And I didn't even give her a minute. As soon as she was out, I was like, Why isn't she crying? Why isn't she crying? They're like, Give her a second and then she cried. My dad cut the cord. Um, they kept saying, dad, do you want to do this? And I thought they were talking to my dad, but obviously they were talking to me as dad. They're like me as dad. Do you want to do this? Ethan was holding my leg. He was like, not about it. Cutting the cord. And immediately they put that baby on my chest and we had skin to skin for an hour. I breastfed right away. And my aunt left for vacation and everyone left because everyone was exhausted. And at this point I had Mia for an hour And then after that hour, they took her, they didn't take her away. She was still in my room. Um, They just moved her over to like the little newborn section and her pediatrician was there. The cool thing about her pediatrician in my doctor's office, and I don't know if every place is like this, is like, you don't have to like tell. So if you tell, I don't know how it works, but for me, I knew that they were linked between my pediatrician and the doctors. And as soon as I went to labor, they would notify me as pediatrician when she was born. And they came and checked her out. The thing that made me mad is I felt like they were like flopping her around. Um, but they are just doing their job and they wrapped her up, gave her to me and it was beautiful. Um, Ethan, I, I held her the whole first hour. Um, and then Ethan got to hold her and he was like sitting on the couch in the birthing room, kind of like, um, like, rocking her, but also falling asleep, and I was getting mad, because I knew we were both exhausted, and I was like, if you're gonna fall asleep, put the baby in the bassinet, first parenting fight, wasn't really a fight, he was just like, no, I want to hold her, but, like, he was falling asleep, so I was like, well, just give her to me, so then I took her, and, you know, she's a newborn, so she was sleeping, we ordered food, I got a PB&J, because I just didn't know what my stomach could handle, and Ethan got meatloaf, and I took a bite of his meatloaf, and it was so good that it was like right at the close of lunch. So we ordered that. And then when we got to our hospital room, no, it was like right at the close of dinner, but there's a subway in our hospital and Ethan got us sandwiches when we went to our, to the mother baby suite. But yeah, so that was pretty much my birth story. Um, the good thing is I didn't want Mia to take a bath right away. I wanted her to have skin to skin. She didn't take a bath till like maybe six hours after she was born. And then they bathed her. Because all that stuff on your baby is actually good for them when they come out. And I've actually heard that. This is kind of gross. But, I mean, I think it's fine. I think it's all, like, in the name of what's good for the baby. Um, If you have a C-section, they can take some of the gunk that the baby would have went through if they had gone out vaginally and, like, smear it on the baby. Because it's, like, good for them immune system and everything. So, Yeah that was my birth story for a hospital. It was really great. Um, they did have a birthing tub. You had to ask for that room specifically and I hadn't. So next time I will be, um, things I'm doing a little bit different this time is hiring a doula. Uh, as long as I talked with my doctor at my last appointment and she said right now, um, you can have your husband and a support person. So if things change, you know, we'll worry about it later. She said, you mean like you're only 15 weeks. So like, don't worry about it. Um, I think having a doula will help me get over some of the things that I wasn't able to get over. And just to have someone with knowledge who can advocate for me, even though we've done this before. And Ethan was pretty vocal about making sure all all my needs were met. And, um, so that was nice, but yeah, that was the birth of Mia and it was amazing. And I can't wait to do it again. I'm somebody who like, labor is hard and like, I don't love it. Oh, I did hemorrhage a little bit, but it's fine. I'm fine. Um, afterwards. And it was a little bit scary because they were struggling to get that under control for a minute, but it was fine. And, um, I'm somebody who can't wait to do it again. And I think it's all like an adventure. So that's it. Happy Mother's Day. Hopefully this brought back good memories or of when you gave birth. And if you want to share your story with me, please let me know. I'd love to have you on the podcast, to talk about it. Um, or to talk about your newborn baby experience. Uh, make sure you're following me on Instagram at, um, Brittany Jane Stewart, and I will see you guys. Next time, happy Mother's Day. I hope you all get to relax. I am going to go pee because I'm pregnant. All right, bye.